Hello, people. Welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Emmanuel, and it's a beautiful. No, no. I wanted to say it's a beautiful day in the city of Lagos, but I can't say that with a straight face. But yeah, I'm here in the studio with uh, Nifemi. Okay, she doesn't like being introduced. So introduce yourself, please. Why are you telling us your full name? Because that's my full name, my government name. This is your government name. <laughs> All right, so Chingozim, yeah, welcome to. Yeah, it's been a while since I've come to the podcast. And yeah, it's. Due to I've circumstances missed beyond your control. Which circumstances beyond which control? Um, being underwater for the better part of two weeks. Is he underwater? Is he underwater? Do I look like somebody that came out of from underwater? That's the problem. I'm not turning the show for face. Chai, <laughs> on the podcast, you know, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Femi, wait now. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Take him down on the podcast. It's all right. So these are the issues, right? <laughs> Modern workplace. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know why you because if you say I'm mommy water, it has to be issues. These are the issues in the modern workplace. Oh, that and reminds me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Two weeks after? Yes, two weeks after the Modern Workplace Africa Conference. I was not yet to say thank you last week because, well, I said it on your issues beyond our control. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God for life. Thank you. <laughs> what is it now? I mean, you said thank God for life. I just usually say it when they've come out after a trying time. When you now ask them, how you doing? Oh, thank God. Do. So, thank you for encouraging us thank you for attending and i'm sure that it was worth it mm. let me just drop it there i'm sure i've been harassing you all with emails thank you, yeah. you profusely so yeah well done if for me so i think that, that this was the first event i i didn't really put much and yeah you raise it later yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll raise it later. Okay, so yeah, I, I came to this podcast full of life, expecting <laughs> to come and enjoy a lot of things. But I went on Twitter and I started saying some sad stuff. And it reminds me again of the issues we keep talking about. So the story is the some members of the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission in Nigeria, the FCC, barged into uh, Obafemi uh, Awolowo University, OAU, barged into student hostels and arrested a bunch of young people for flimsy reasons as owning a laptop or owning a car. And it didn't stop there. They didn't just arrest them. They snapped pictures published and published names, their names. Their government names. Their full names on the internet. And the FCC published it and a lot of media houses carried have carried it. it already so okay fine is it possible that there might be fraudsters in their midst probably it's possible but, but shouldn't go that length of like it's a, you you literally convicted them without even convicting them is that the way is that the right word the lawyers behind this scene because i i don't know why 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 should I type my name on Google now? One of the references that you come up on the first page is that I'm part of a list of why. It's That's that that like you you're ruining my reputation. The, the the issue is even if the person is guilty, in please our lawyers here can back me up, but everybody's innocent until proven guilty. guilty. Yeah, in the court of law, right? In the Good. court of lawyers, the so, fact that I even had suspect behind it doesn't even justify anything. So. 
if whether they I don't even care whether they're even criminals at this point, but you are publishing their names, it's, it doesn't make any and sense. They are students. And most of them are students. Most of them. So this is the thing. OAU, due to circumstances beyond the control of students, a lot mm-hmm. of them are hustlers. Mm-hmm. They are entrepreneurs. They are running businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the report we did from 2010 to 2019 showed that majority of the startup founders in Nigeria graduated from OAU. It is not that. So I'm not saying, oh, okay. So a lot of these things, a lot of these guys are learning technology. They're learning tech. I met one in this our event that we did who is saying, oh, TechPoint has not come to OAU for a long time now. We used to host town halls. Let's imagine if TechPoint was you're not carrying me <laughs> <laughs> because you own a laptop. You carry Bulu's Bulu. It's Bulu. I'm sorry, Bulu. But, but this, this, I just hope. Um, well, given how we've used uh, social media platforms to push like narrative, but I, I've been seeing some comments under all this tweet that uh, people like Aksok Sultan have tweeted. Um, uh, what's it called? The minister Bosun Tijani has also um like indicated like he's interested in this and he will work but the kind of comment I've been seeing and all uh, it it further tells on the kind of intellectual capacity that some people have. What kind of comments are we talking about? Like they are, they are saying that um so they are trying to say, so what if they are frosters? Hmm. Yes, what if they are frosters? Does that give the EFCC the right? To publish their name as suspect, so even though they are yet all of this is people have talked about the potential damage to their reputation. Mm-hmm. But something that I've been thinking about is this is not like a one-off. There's a lot of noise right now because it's OEU students. Yes, and um, like you mentioned, because because it's um, kind of connected to the tech community ecosystem. Yes, yeah. a lot of uproar mm-hmm. about it. But something that you may have noticed is we've come to this point where, as a society, um, we don't try people in courts anymore. We try them in we try them on social media. The court of public opinion. Yeah. Mm. And this happens. Usually it's maybe two people, three people, four people. You go make an arrest. You plaster their faces on the internet. Um, you put their names out there. Nobody usually talks because what, it's, it's just Already. two people. Yeah. But now it's 63, 69. 69 people, yeah. And 69 means a lot of people are probably connected to one or two people. Mm-hmm. And now they are making a whole lot of noise about it, which is right. But I think it's also important that beyond just working to stop this, EFCC said they are going to ban night reads. I don't know nope. who comes up with the plans <laughs> in it. But beyond this, I think we should not be very, very serious about treating humans as humans. Don't arrest someone and the next day you're parading him before the press, his name or her name, you pictures, everything. And they've not been convicted. They are just suspects, but their names are already out there. If tomorrow something okay. happens, um, usually there's no there's no like apology from the police or there's law enforcement. No, how do you want to Nothing. clean them? Like this, I can imagine how traumatized some of them would be now by uh, now on the plus side um according to channels tv 58 of them have been released 
It's still not plausible. I don't care whether they are really. Their names are still on the internet. Yes, it's a suspect. How do you want to clean it? It it will be hard to clean digital footprints like this. People are working towards getting their names on in good good books, and out of just sleep one day, the next day, you are a suspect on the internet. Imagine. I don't know how they want to clean this up. I don't know. So maybe in Nigeria, uh, maybe an employer might think, "Oh, okay, Um, they may make a connection at some point." Oh, OAU. 2023. Okay, something like this happened. But... We even give you someone, the chance. No, I, I'm just saying Nigerian me, for some reason, maybe That's Niger- you're too not lucky. Every Nigerian, yeah, not every Nigerian. But let's just say someone who is aware of this. Mm-hmm. Four years down the line, two years down the line, they make that connection. But what if these guys decide to apply for foreign opportunities, a scholarship, <laughs> um, a job? A foreign employer doesn't... He's not tracking the internet for Nigeria's problems and then he sees things like this. So we um, need serious. Here's the thing, yeah. There's no legal, like there's nothing legal about it. There's nothing that um, what's the word now? There's nothing stopping them from doing that. Actually, it's actually standard practice to put people's names on yes. the internet. Not internet. They didn't see them that put it on the internet. Yes, the yeah. EFC made the post. They were the but ones they also that. also do that for like every other ISP. Exactly. That's my so, that's my point. Why do you that why do we have to do this? Even the Someone is a suspect. That, um, they do what's that thing they used to do on VNT and one of these channels where they parried people. Yeah, suspect. that's it. Like that's it's something that it's we've something always that been doing. But why do we have America, so what did they which arms do they did they catch them with? No, it's not about arms. They don't like you parade them they with just, laptops and phones and cars. Once they get a person is supposed like, to be suspect. What? Like, I understand that. Okay, say you caught somebody with gun or arms or dangerous, this thing. I still understand. But, like, you literally paraded them with cars and laptops and phones. Anyway. That is what. That is the exact procedure. So it's not like you. It's it's something that you've always done. I get. I get. I get. It's a norm. Does that make it right? Like, I get that you guys are like, oh, it's not right. But that is what always happens. That, how did we know Hush Puppy was arrested? Yes. How did we know all of those um, guys? So, in, for Hush Puppy's case, there was months of long investigations with the FBI okay. and Interpol. Did they say the they government, no investigations? They don't go to arrest. Over a night raid. They, they, even if a whistle blows, they don't go to arrest. Can we just move on? They don't go to arrest people like Hush Puppy without getting a warrant, right? I don't believe the FCC got any warrants. They did not they because did. if yes. they did, they would not have been telling you that uh, they are banning nitrate. Exactly. As if that solves the problem. Anyway. They also said, oh, they are going to review the arrest process, which is all well and good. But mine is seeking yeah, redress for Seriously, those I can only imagine. So how many, I, I how many blogs two. are they you going to go and meet? You can sue them for an apology. Uh, of course. We, oh, God. Although I saw something by a lawyer who said... Um, like I think under NDPR or something like that, I can't remember. But it's possible for them to um, get their names scrubbed off from the internet. Yeah, in relation to that. So mm-hmm. apparently, someone had done it. Someone had to sue Google um, and get Google to take off their names. Um, okay, that's fine. So hopefully, yes, no. Yeah, it's quite lengthy. But yeah, if please, I uh, I know it's. This 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 comment I'm about to make. Class action. Someone said you should not do class action. Oh, please, so. please. In Nigeria. Oh, please. <laughs> so, but this comment I'm about to make, I know it's very is a very, very sad one to make, but I will advise everybody, young guy who runs around with a 
phone or a laptop to be very, very careful. Please try not. I've had several run-ins with police officers. Were you in the car with me that night? <laughs> yes. They on the man that was looking tired and said the marriage should come down. <laughs> <laughs> the night we were preparing for our event, we were just going to the hotel to go and sleep. They saw everybody in the car, they told me to come down. I'm telling you. No, they looked at my glasses and they were like, nah, this guy can't be. He can't be. He can't be. No, no, I, doesn't. my hair was looking rough. I, my beer was full. I was just exhausted that night. Okay. Funny enough, did not stop Bulu. They did stop Bulu. Bulu Felix did not stop. It's fine, it's fine. But yeah, Felix that has this. Even thing. even me as a lady, I've had run-ins with like the way I shall, like I, I didn't even care whether they would shoot me or not. Like the immediately they just stop me. I have care. this, I have this only anger. I hope your father doesn't. I did point somebody. <laughs> so I hope your father doesn't. If, if you don't have worry, contact don't in military, don't do like Nifemi, please. Thank you. <laughs> well, even if you have, you will see before your contact. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going. You are saying okay. Open your bag. Is it, okay, I have a bag that has my my stuff, my belongings. You want to see on this? I have another bag with laptop. I said, these are my stuff. I'm staying over where I'm going to. It was, where, it was during Lagos Startup Expo. And I have my laptop in the other bag. And you are telling me that, um, roll down, let me see your bag. I said, what do you want to see? This is my ID card. What do you want to see? I work with the press. What do you want to see? Like the man was just looking at me. Meanwhile, Michael, the other tech pointer was beside me. He has come down. I said, Michael, don't go down. I said, What do you want to see, sir? Like, the, so I was just yeah. angry. I said, Guy, please go down. Open the bag. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, <laughs> go down. Open. See I, me. I've had several runnings. I've been in the car with you. Yes. In Anuban, they've told me to come down. You'll be inside the car and I will open the bag for them. They will see what they want to see. Thank God. Comply. I'm, I'm always. Yes, comply. That was nice. So. They will okay. see my phone, which is why I'm not usually enthusiastic about making my phone look nice. <laughs> I'm not usually enthusiastic about it. Right? Don't show them your phone. Don't show them. <laughs> it will be fine. We'll be fine. But okay. let's move away from Nigeria. I think this should be the only major Nigeria story we discussed today. And it's sad. And it's a sad one. But let's move on to more interesting and exciting stuff in the city. No, in the city of Nairobi or in the great country of Kenya. They've launched. Please, what have they launched? Because I'm going to be sarcastic about everything, but please. Yes, uh, where do we start? So, so let's start from the biometric. Oh, okay. Yes, so in a move that is giving um, 66 vibes, the Kenyan <laughs> government says they will, by December 2023, the digital ID will be launched. Um, so the president says all the stakeholders in charge have promised him that by December 2023, Kenyans will be able to have their digital IDs or start getting it. So basically, they'll be, they'll have um, like their details, like biometrics, your iris, um, iris scan, and all of that, which is why I did 66. But yes, you'll be able to have, or Kenyans would be able to have it. It's been, it's been dragging on for like a few months, or a few years, um, give it, shifting the deadline when it will be ready. But he's assuring them that it will be ready. And he mentioned that it's going to cost them way less than. I think he said about a billion Kenyan shillings, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, he he said it would cost way less. Um, he said it's exciting. Me, I don't know. Uh, I'm just mad about it. But let's see. The second one is um, the launch of locally made smartphones. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's about fifty dollars. Um, uh, fifty k here in Nigeria. 
Ils ont tellement l'air petit pour faire. Oh, OK. Well, yeah, launch of locally made smartphones looks like a good move to me. Um, as you mean, they can pull it off and like maybe ex expand their skill. Um, so, well, let's get to the sarcasm. <laughs> let's get to the sarcasm. Okay, about the... Um, the biometric. Biometric. Yeah. It, I, Kenya seems to have like a more reputation with implementation than my darling Nigeria. So, uh, well, maybe it's press, maybe it's PR that they're using to do, to give us the idea, but seems like it. <laughs> seems like it. So, um, so with that, I, I, I think this is, I think it's a good move. Um, the only issue I feel might arise from it is um, mainstream adoption. You know, you mentioned something that seems like um, you mentioned CCs, and I'm sure for you to have that kind of um, idea, you're not the only one that we have that kind of idea. Citizens, other some other citizens might have that idea and be skeptical towards it, and might not want to get involved with it. So that is on one side. The second is um, penetration. Right, penetration. You know, if you want to, when when it comes to registration, and um, you want to cover all citizens, that means you'll be going rural, you'll be going to the interlands to get them. How do you want to convince them to start with, to get on board? Okay, I mean, it's not probably it's probably not going to be a case of convincing them. So, um, maybe starting from the top, why uh, ID is even important. For government, they need to plan. And unlike some people you know, you can't plan if you don't know how many people you have. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> and majority of Africans don't have any form of identification, whether digital or manual. We don't have any form of identification. Mm -hmm. so it's actually important that you find some way of um, being able to identify people. Um, but beyond that, I think why this is good or why it could be good is um, I could lose my physical um, ID card. I could lose it. Maybe get, it gets lost. My bag is stolen or something. And there, there's usually a number. The digital ID it will come with a number, so I can easily present that number. Hopefully, I have saved it somewhere I cannot access mm -hmm. um, digitally. So I, I just present it, and um, it's used achieve. for verification. Although um, the Kenyan president also mentioned that it will be used for transactions. I'm not sure how that works because I typically don't present my ID when I'm completing a transaction. So I don't know how that's going to feed into um, the financial system. I, I've not so been to Kenya, I so I, I don't think know. It's, I think there was a time we were considering that or having a conversation like that for Nigeria, Nigeria like um, yeah. using BVN as like the unified identification system for Nigerians because it's the closest to what everyone in Nigeria can Yeah, but have. I don't know how does that tie into transactions. So if I want to pay for something at a... At ShopRite. At ShopRite. Why do I need my ID to do that? It can be just like one card that has the chip that's connected not just for identification but for financial services. Hmm. Possibly, okay. but they didn't mention... They didn't mention, they didn't mention that. Yeah. So. It's fine, it's fine. I don't want to say anything more, but... Uh, it reminded me how they were chasing world coin for mm -hmm. scanning people's eyes and now they're doing it themselves. Can we trust 
our government. So mm. a lot of the issue with Africa is trust. Can you trust your government with your data? Yeah. And, and changing um, status quo, changing yeah. mindset. Yes, so a lot of mindset shift needs to happen for this to work. But I, I think it's a good one if they can pull it off. Then it's smartphone manufacturing. Well, it's a good one too if they can pull it off. So I'm not going to say much about that. Uh, I see that they've also ordered boats to pay a driver <laughs> six thousand or more. Let me what can I do to boat or what can boat do to me to get six thousand dollars? Okay, two things. Let's collect Fanny's car. <laughs> Why are you fine specifically? <laughs> want to use me as a car. <laughs> no, sorry, precious are the car. Precious. Precious What's is a family car? man. <laughs> and that's the thing, we are going to split the money with him. Okay. So we put the car. So doesn't matter. This thing will touch it will help it will help. I mean a family man. Anyway. <laughs> then my father hear that one from your mouth. You tell me that I'm not from the family. Anyway, we get the car, mm-hmm. sign up on board, mm. and then we now you pray that something happens. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I See, precious time they go. Make it, make it talk. Thank Sorry. you. I can. Long I'm out open sourcing my idea. Anybody who likes. <laughs> but yeah, you sign up on board, which is what this guy did, mm-hmm. and um, for some reason, uh, whatever happened, we still don't know exactly what happened. Mm. But he claims his data was. His data privacy was violated or, mm. or breached, uh-huh. and then he was kicked off the platform or something. Mm. So, sued boat, and for I don't I don't get it. You sued so, boat. Then what happened? Okay, sued boat, mm. and the um, the court says, okay, these guys' claims are legit because boat kicked him off the platform for about one hundred and sixty something days. So now you're going to pay him six thousand six hundred and thirty nine dollars if my math is correct or if my memory serves me right. But yes, Booth is going to pay him $6,000, which is a huge sum of money for an African. But that's not my problem. Why is Booth always in the news every week in Kenya? You see that drivers are getting robbed, harassed, or they are... What? Or they are kidnapping people. Is it just Booth or Booth and Uber? Booth and Uber. I don't know what the problem is. But uh, every... I, I think it comes <coughs> with the territory. I don't think it's... The, the kind of business they operate... We don't hear that in Nigeria. We do. There was a time. Yes, so yes, yes. Every week. So Okay, every week. There was a time there. Check next week. There will be something. Okay, last week it was that they needed to renew their license. And they were saying, no, don't worry. We'll continue operating in um, Kenya until the regulator renews our license. Which, by the way, they've, they've renewed. renewed. Yeah, so. The previous week, I can't remember what happened. But it's almost like we don't always talk, it, talk about it on the podcast. Every week something is happening with Kenya. Either they're in trouble with their drivers or they're in trouble with customers or they're in trouble with the regulators. It's just a collect on all sides. I think it's just the nature of the business, actually. And for boats, the boat seems, I might be wrong, but boat seems to be a little bit more relaxed with regulations. So I've noticed that in Nigeria here that Uber drivers are usually scared of cancelling on you compared to boats. Boats are not really scared. Like yeah. They can cancel anyhow. But, and I think there are a lot of safety measures, a lot of uh, political issues going on behind the scenes. With the drivers, drivers are unionizing. Mm-hmm. And it's not just Kenya. They're, doing, they're trying to do that everywhere. And customers too, having to feel, they're fielding complaints all the time. So the nature of the business just lends itself to issues like this. What does it say about Nigeria? <laughs> so 
for instance, I I took an Uber two weeks ago, and the person told me, oh, a boat driver was killed. It was. It didn't make the news. It does took it does enter the ride and the customer like um around that period uh, that yes know. the day before oh, they entered okay. the boat he was just telling me like in the island oh in lagos yes in lagos i know one that happened i think two months ago in abuja and if you follow i mean we don't cover it much but technics covers it a lot the drivers union they're always up to one thing or the other they're always going on strike even though i've never seen the results of those strikes because i I make it a point of duty to uh, book an Uber or a boat any day I see that they say they are going on strike and I always get a ride. People's now. People need to eat. So, a lot of things. The battle happened in the UK. I think the drivers won. But I don't know what's going to be of them in Nigeria, yeah, honestly speaking. So, but yeah, let's, let's free the matter. Let's free the matter. So, uh, the news, finally, Fidelity Bank has restored connection to New York banks like Ope, Pampe, and money point vindicating me that i said it was not beef it was them blocked them it was what then probably them um protecting themselves against fraud so so think about it uh this is how i think let me give you an analogy of that whole scenario and my article is i'm going to try to reflect that as much as possible in my article Ope Pampe, according to the stories going around, are like the outlet. Once the money gets there, you might not like you are not likely going to recover it because most of them are withdrawing it as cash. So if someone steals one million naira, they'll spread it 50-50k across plenty Pampe Ope agents and go and withdraw it as cash. Okay. Wow. That's how it works, right? So it's the outlet. So if you are blocking transfers to Ope Pampe. It's like you are blocking money from going out. Yeah, you are blocking where the water is passing, but you're not you're not turning off the tap. Okay. Well, at least the if source. If if they are going to use those new banks to f- defraud you, mm. and you can't send money to them, mm. they'll find something else because you're not you are treating just the symptom. You're not treating the cause of the problem. So where is that leakage coming from within your system? Are you addressing it? Hmm. I think I think something we're some, we are missing something here. So, oh, a fraudster wants to get money from you. Mm. Fraudster was able to get you to transfer the money. Mm. It is in process. There's no as as it were. There's no loophole anywhere yet. The fraudster made you okay. This is one scenario. There are other scenarios yeah. that it's a loophole. Mm. But the fraudster made you right. Got you to transfer the money to an account that you know that even by the time you realize that you've been defrauded and you want to complain about it, you can't get your money. Meanwhile, in traditional banks, if you move money from one bank to another and you realize as the sender later that you were defrauded, you can also always lay complaints and can be followed through. So I don't I don't think for this scenario that I'm painting mm. that blocking you can bl- actually block the outlet. Okay. Or so the inlet. Let yeah? me give you now of this scenario you just painted i transferred money to someone mm-hmm. for a deal let's call it a deal right okay. people should not judge me but i found out that it was a ponzi scheme okay and i said i reported to my bank mm-hmm. that this guy is a 
fraudulent person. And the most they did was freeze the account. Mm-hmm. But nothing else happened. For me to take any action to recover my money, I would need to go to the police and to the court. That is where the issues are. But you know that even when you get to the police and the court and you get them involved, you know that it will be followed through. My guy lost 400k. To Pampe. How did he get to Pampe? Because it was moved they from his account. His phone. Yes, I, I understand the peculiarity the of that situation. No, let's he, even say he transferred the money to a Pampe account. Mm-hmm. They told him to go to the police station. Police was asking for 200k to handle the situation. On top how much? I think we are we are we are we are moving away from the So the main issue, I get it. The new banks, the nature it is just the way the nature of mobile money is. It's so easy. Any mobile money service would have that issue. So I'm wondering, right? Um so think about it. Opie Pampi did the new dialed yeah. agent uh, agency banking. But some banks have agent networks as well. Mm-hmm. So could that also be a problem for them? Like maybe it's not happening yet, but could it potentially become a problem? Yeah, so the, those banks that have agent networks, number one, are they as reliable as Opie Pampi? Are they as fast? Because that's the selling point of Opie and Pampi. They are fast, reliable, they always work. Like, you rarely have a few transaction. So think about it. Because it's fast, reliable, you now have that side effect that more fraudsters. So if a system works well, fraudsters will naturally gravitate towards it. Yes. So I think... See why chaos is good? So so the thing, my issue... My issue... Why inefficiency is good? For one, you can can be happy for inefficiency. No, it's not about inefficiency. I think... You can't get first stars out of any work, either the system is working or it's not working, mm. right? The issue here is that once this kind of um, things happen, mm. new banks are not very, at least from the experiences or experiences that people have shared with me, uh. they are not responsive as traditional banks would be. Sorry, keep that again. New banks, for instance, I'm reporting a fraud to a new bank. There's like they are just unconcerned about it because, well, they have probably bypassed one kind of KFC because KFC <laughs> KYC <laughs> KYC. You get KYC because why should an account that have not gone through, say, a three tier KYC process be able to get one million naira, for instance? You are probably Juice back doors to get them to be to be able to receive more money, like up to two fifty k. I don't expect a, 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 a an account that have not gone through like a, a, at least an extra level of KYC to be able to receive more than fifty thousand naira. Yeah, that's what they do. That's what I explained. If they are stealing one million, they don't send it to one account. They send it to plenty accounts. So you stole one million naira, right? No, you, okay, let's say you made me account. you made me transfer one million naira to you, for instance. Yes. You are going to transfer it. Most likely, see, this is what happens. You are transferring it to another traditional bank if you are transferring that money in bulk. Mm-hmm. Then when you now get to that traditional bank, they now send it to plenty of people. So, so it, by that it, time, you, at least you can trace, you can track the person. The, yes, uh-huh. but at least you, you are sure of the identity. Well, from a bank, traditional bank. The bank not the so the thing is again to be able to seek redress both in the traditional bank and in your bank. Mm-hmm. Or you to even get your money at all. I don't care whether you know the person or not. Mm-hmm. 
for you to get to that uh, stage, you need a police, police reports. I know, court order. Yeah, it's stupid. The, what the nonsense they ask for is annoying because you look at it and you look at the money you are looking for and you just say, "I let it go." So I don't really see any difference between the traditional banks and because if at the end of the day I can't get my money, what is not the difference? So everything still falls back on our justice system. Justice system. Well, at least our. Yeah, I think it's still our justice system. But I'm still of the opinion that new banks should do better. Oh yeah, they oh, they, 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 they can should and really should do, do better. better. They, like some names, some names do not even exist. But the old, do you know that people have? This is close to. Do you know that people have multiple DBVNs? Mm. Yes, people have multiple DBVNs. Like I, I interviewed some cyber security experts for this story. People exist that have multiple DBVNs. BVN. So you could even be sent to a bank that you think you trust and so the person does not exist. Do, <laughs> they should do something. Okay, don't worry, I'll tell you after the podcast. Yeah. Then another expert is telling me that, oh, probably the BVN is like the worst thing that has happened to the financial ecosystem. As much as it has been the most beneficial thing, it could also be the worst thing. So a lot of things are going on behind the scenes. What is the regulators doing about it? What is uh, the NIBS? So NIBS should be, be the one tracking all of this. What are they doing about it? And the leakage, according to the FITC, a majority of the fraud that happens in the banking sector starts inside the bank from staff collusion. What are they doing about it? So with that, I come to the end of my podcast. They've waved a uh, flag for me. <laughs> for this place. But yeah. It's a hand to be pinned. Yes, and can you read this? This is episode 198. So we are two episodes away from episode two. Uh, yeah, and we have something special yeah. on that episode. So please watch out for it. Yes. Uh, please thank you to everybody that has been engaging and following us so far, that's been enjoying. Please, 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 please. We don't just want to hear, oh, you guys are doing well. Please, we want to see areas that we can improve. We are hearing the feedback on please, audio. Constructive criticism. I have it in that. You. Yeah, <laughs> don't give him feedback. Come on, give me. Come on, <laughs> me. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, we appreciate the feedback. Areas we can improve. I've heard from some of you guys. We've seen the comments about our audio. We own it, and we're trying to improve the visuals. We're going to be improving, and uh, yeah, we're introducing more interesting elements to spice things up as time goes on. So please, 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 thank you for everything. And uh, yeah, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletters, TechPoint Digest, our flagship newsletter. For those in the fintech heads, come and talk about fraud. I'm, I seem to be talking about fraud a lot in my newsletter. <laughs> Most of my interests are talking about fraud. But yeah, fintech today. Uh, I might do a little tweak to fintech today. Then, of course, the workaholic tweak is definitely happening to workaholic. Uh, but yeah, it's like an extension of the modern workplace. Then, Equity Merchant. Equity Merchant newsletter talks about startups, investments. And uh, there's already a thriving community for equity merchants. It's Pitch Friday is happening on next week, sir. Next, next week, week. Yeah. so every yes, second Friday of the month. Therapy for it next week. If you run a fintech, please come and share your woes. Oh, <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. So yeah, you should reach out to Jude. Jude is sparring. Uh, <laughs> <Get equity. laughs> okay, but yeah, they are, no, I didn't say he needs therapy. Oh, please. <laughs> no, 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 for therapy, you can come and share his woes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh, a lot of fintech guys. Pede, if you guys can come, please. I mean, we saw an email yesterday about this whole fraud thing again. Please, if you guys can come and show us what's happening because 
Yeah, I love this that happening. Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. And uh, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, share on everywhere you're watching or listening. And see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.